Hi everyone, Julie Panessi here. I just wanted to hop on and give you a little update about something that has been going on in the judicial sphere. I know a lot of us who have been concerned about the COVID mandates and especially effect, the effect they will have on our ability to make healthcare de decisions for our children uh, have been following these cases very closely. And there was a very interesting case just decided um, on February 22nd that I wanted to bring your attention to. This is a case um, in the Superior Court of Justice of Ontario. Uh, the judge was Justice Pazaratz, and the case was heard on February 18th. And this is a case in which the father and the mother uh, of two children disagreed about whether or not the children should be vaccinated. The father thought they should, the mother thought they shouldn't, and the father brought a motion requiring the children to receive one of the COVID vaccinations. The judge ended up ruling in favor of the mother. And I'll tell you, uh, his. I'll read his specific wording in a moment, but what I, what I think is especially interesting about this case, I mean, of course it's interesting and important that there's a ruling in favor of the mother who holds um, what have been termed unacceptable views in our current society. But perhaps, if it's even possible, more important than that is some of the language the judge used. And he addressed especially the culture of law in our courts um, at this moment in history, and especially um, emphasize the importance of being able to ask questions um, about not using disparaging terms like unacceptable beliefs in a democracy. And what I want to do now is just run through some of the particular items in his judgment, just reading them verbatim to give you a sense of how unique and how significant this particular judgment is. The judge starts his judgment by asking a question. He asks, when did it become illegal to ask questions, especially in the courtroom? And when did it become unfashionable for judges to receive answers, especially when children's lives are at stake? He goes on to ask, how did we lower our guard and let the words unacceptable beliefs get paired together in a democracy on the scales of justice? Should judges sit back as the concept of judicial notice gets hijacked from a rule of evidence to a substitute for evidence? And is misinformation even a real word? Or has it become a crass, self-serving tool to preempt scrutiny and discredit your opponent, to delegitimize questions and strategically avoid giving answers? Blanket denials are almost never acceptable in our adversarial system. Each party always has the onus to prove their case. And yet, misinformation has crept into the court lexicon. A childish, but sinister way of saying, you're so wrong, I don't even have to explain why you're wrong. What does any of this have to do with family court? Sadly, these days it has everything to do with family court because when society demonizes and punishes anyone who disagrees or even dares to ask really important questions, the resulting polarization, disrespect, and simmering anger can have devastating consequences for the mothers, fathers, and children I deal with on a daily basis. The judge goes on in sections 12 to 14 to emphasize the importance of evidence and why it can't just be dismissed because we're tired. He writes in section 12, we're all weary. We all wish COVID would just go away. 
But pandemic fatigue is no excuse for shortcuts and lowering our standards. We all have to guard against the unconscious bias of thinking, why won't these people just do what the government tells them to do? We have to decide on the basis of the best interests of each particular child in each particular fact situation. And then notice what he says in section 14. He says, we have to rely on and insist upon evidence. So it's so important that this judge is reorienting the courts, it seems to me, and in so doing, hopefully reorienting our politicians and changing the atmosphere in society to make us realize that what's important is looking at the evidence, using our reason to weigh, in this case, scientific evidence on both sides and not let our fatigue run away with us, not using it as an excuse to be irrational or ostracizing or scapegoating uh, other people in order to win our points. So continuing his emphasis on the importance of evidence rather than ad hominem character attacks. The judge writes in section 17, the mother's evidence focused entirely on the medical and scientific issues. In contrast, the father focused extensively on labeling and discrediting the mother as a person in a dismissive attempt to argue that her views aren't worthy of consideration. There is so much of value in this judgment. It's long. I, I won't read through every part of it now. Uh, we will link below to the judgment itself, and I would encourage you to read through the language and to share it as much as possible uh, on your social media accounts as you can. Um, and it's especially important that, that lawyers uh, are aware of, of this case. Um, let me jump to the end and get to the conclusion, and then there's an interesting postscript. So writing in section 84, the judge continues, the mother has consistently made excellent informed and child-focused decisions. In every respect, she is an exemplary parent, fully attuned to her children's phys physical and emotional needs. It's interesting, earlier in the judgment, they make clear that one of the children, the older one, I believe, voluntarily decided to get vaccinated, um, and both parents supported the child's decision. Uh, the judge goes on to write, she has demonstrated a clear understanding of the science. That's, that's the mother. She has raised legitimate concerns and questions. I have confidence that she will continue to seek out answers to safeguard the physical and emotional health of her children. She is not a bad parent and no one is a bad citizen simply by virtue of asking questions of the government. At a certain point where you have absolute confidence in a parent's insight and decision-making, you have to step back and acknowledge that they love their child, that they have always done the right thing for their child, and they will continue to do the right thing for their child. The father's motion is dismissed. And it's very interesting because you might wonder, you know, is this judge particularly anti-narrative himself? Is he against COVID vaccines? Is he against all vaccines? Um, is, you know, is, is, is there some conflict of interest entering into this decision? And he writes in a postscript, he says, it's irrelevant to my decision and it's none of anyone's business, but I am fully vaccinated. It is my choice. I mention this because I am acutely aware of how polarized the world has become. We should all return to discussing the issues rather than making presumptions about one another.